Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, people. You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band. It means another episode of Unfiltered coming your way. Right here and now, it is episode number 82. Albert, you could jump on board and thank you, Unfiltered Band, by getting on the Unfiltered Revolution and jumping on board at Twitter at Casey Stern. Get into my bio and jump on the channel. If you're not already, you can watch all the YouTube videos. You could also do that at Believe's channel on YouTube. And of course, uh, uh, welcome to all of you listening on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere where you get your podcasts. Wanted to talk about, and I'm going to have a couple of guests this week breaking down the history related to Albert Pujols, but I wanted to talk about it and and give just some commentary and just some thoughts on on what took place over the weekend. A little bit belated here. First of all, congratulations to Albert Pujols. We throw goat around all the time, and what we don't talk about is that, you know, we we got a lot of goats. It's not just, you know, it's difficult in some ways in sports to do goat because there's different errors, there's different positions in sports. You know, so many things change. In baseball, we got a lot of goats. Albert Pujols, one of them. One of the greats, an all-timer, a first ballot Hall of Famer to be, one of the greatest right-handed hitters ever, but one of the greatest hitters ever. As Albert Pujols said a long time ago earlier in his career when he was asked about his power, he was a hitter with power, not a power hitter. Damn right. This guy, over the first 10 years of his career, and I mentioned this the other day on Twitter, you go back to, and I hope people do this if you haven't already after you listen to this pod today, go back and look at the first 10 years of Albert Pujols' career. It's a decade of dominance to a level that we'd never seen from a hitter before. Even when you take, most recently, the first number of years of Mike Trout's career, in which there seemed to be no stopping him, in which there was one case he's years in without three consecutive games without getting on base. I mean, just some unbelievable numbers that Trout put up year after year after year with seemingly no way to play that cat-and-mouse game we play in baseball with him. Even considering and including Mike Trout, Nobody in my lifetime, and if you're around my age in your 40s and yours, in this sport, who had the first 10 years that better offensively than Albert Pools. If we had seen that in the age of social media and what the numbers mean now and how we look at numbers differently than we did then, we'd be championing it to the level that it should be for the kind of decade of destruction that it was offensively. Ever since the first time we saw him sit down in that bucket in that stance, and Tony La Russa, who bet on him from day one, was telling everybody who was around the game then that before my time covering it, but certainly all of us watching it who were, and for those covering it when he said, hey, look, this is a dude. Albert Pools was, from day one, a guy you could expect in the clutch. Matt Holiday said in a recent pod that I did with him that in all the players that he'd ever known, Albert Pools had a compete level when it came to clutch moments and a way that he would rise up for them that was just different than anybody he'd seen. The confidence in himself in those moments. Not looking at from a standpoint of fear or nerves and expectation, but just he knew this was his time. He was going to shine in those moments. Albert Pujols was doing that his whole career. In the World Series, against the likes of the Justin Verlanders of the world in his prime. 
multiple home run games in World Series. Anytime you ask Albert Pujols in a spotlight to do something, he's done it. So why any of us expected that he wouldn't make the most of the home run derby, I don't know. Why any of us then you know, expected that that would be the swan song and it wouldn't give, if anybody, Albert Pujols some way to find that extra push at this point in a career. We were all making you know jokes at ourselves by just forgetting who we're dealing with and the level of GOAT that we're dealing with. But what Albert Pujols has done the last couple of months in bookending this story of his career and what he did the other night in that moment, a great job, by the way, in the calls from uh, Wayne Randazzo, terrific. What he did the other night hitting the two home runs and the one-off Bickford for 700, that's just Albert being Albert. We used to have Manny being Manny, right? We always talk about all these. That, that, that's the machine right there. Albert Pools is in a category where the names on there, Aaron, Ruth, Bonds, and you can say what you want about Barry Bonds and all the home runs that he shouldn't have had and how the totals came up and how many steroids he did and how long he was doing them and what you know or what you don't know. But I'll go back to what I've said in the previous pod and I'll say it again. So you understand that Pools being in a category with that man and Ruth and Aaron for what it is that every single player I have ever asked, and I've asked hundreds on and off the air. So even maybe they didn't want to say it on it, they could say it off. Give, it a, give me a nod to somebody else. If I didn't use a name, give me the name you'd use. Where I've said the following, who's the best player that's been on a field with you at the time at any point during your career, whether you played with him or against them, every single person, every nobody has said A-Rod, no one has said Ken Griffey Jr., Nobody has said, you know, who overlapped in eras before that or the Miggy or Pools or anybody else that nobody during that era has said anyone except Barry Bonds. Nobody. I didn't tell them not to be happy if they did. Then I'd have some other name I could give you. Literally no one. Now you're the best player I've ever seen too. But that's the list. The great Henry Aaron, Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds, Albert. It's amazing what this guy has done. It's amazing. It's it. The craziest part of it is, is that you have to understand what happened between the first 10 years and the last stretch here to truly understand the greatness and the perseverance of a guy who way before, look, if he were the angels told him they were done if he went off and exit stage left his career over, Albert Poole is still a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's still a dude. He's still amazing. And people would remember, ah, didn't end the way you wanted with the Angels. Pretty sad. But you know what? Look, we watched Emmett Smith play for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I, I saw Keith Hernandez is a Cleveland Indian. We've seen a lot of weird things over our lifetimes, right, in terms of players that you watch or that you cared for or you admired or revered or a Hall of Fame level that have gone and had you know, shitty ends to their career, right? Pardon my French. But let's let's be fair. Right, Albert Pujols was. It didn't matter. That's a dude. But as I've said before, there are a couple of things about Albert Pujols' career that it's unfortunate that in the moment we didn't understand. One of those clearly was that he didn't do anything wrong to the city of St. Louis or to anyone at all in any community or any city or the sport by going to the Angels, who offered him fifty million dollars more to play there. Didn't mean Albert Pujols wasn't going to do charity the way he's done charity, and he is in a class of, of almost his own. You know, guys like him and Clayton Kershaw, and there are a couple others I think about. It's like it's it's amazing. They're not just doing work; they're putting in work. 
he loved St. Louis. He didn't want to leave. All the things he said were true, but Albert Pujols, Albert Pujols got offered $50 million more. So he left. Then what happened? Well, they win 98 games, and even though Trout went one for 11, you know, Aoki's still trying to find the GPS and somehow made a great catch, and so did Lorenzo Kane. and then a couple of days later, C.J. Wilson, two-thirds of inning, and boom, you're gone. Then Howie Kendrick's off your team, David Freeze off your team, who are big parts of that lineup. All of a sudden, you can't find pitching, and away you go with the Angels story that continues to be told. Beltray doesn't come to you. He goes to Texas for an extra year. Away he continues in a million other chapters from the Harveys and the Tehrans and the Cahills and you name it, all the way to Otani from what's happened with the Angels. But during that time period when people were writing articles, people in this business, people I respect, people writing articles for major, major places about how he's the worst player in the league. And here, statistically, first of all, even if he was and he wasn't, who would want to write that article? That's not like, oh, I got to break the news. I must tell the story. That's like, what the hell's wrong with you? It's a treasure. But he became a joke. Why? People like getting on people who make a lot of money. That's why. He had a big contract, Is he right? He left St. Louis. He didn't do what you wanted, so you got to get on him. But he also was dealing with plantar fasciitis, which I've... Talk to more NBA players have that than baseball players. When I talked to NBA players when I was covering who had it, and and almost everyone tells you it's like the most painful injury on earth. And the worst part about it is there's nothing you can do except like stay off your feet. Like it's not like you know, hey, I need Tommy John and I got to go through this process. Or it's kind of like a back injury this way. And I've thrown out my back, ended up once in a Mayo Clinic of all places. I, so I understand you've not been an athlete clearly, but I understand that. But it's like back issues. It's like that back pain. You can't, people don't understand that. Plantar fasciitis, you can't walk, people. Like, you cannot walk. And this dude's telling Mike Sosha and the Angels, I'm not coming out. I'm playing every day. So he's playing every day. Then he's not playing successful. Then it doesn't heal. Then he gets older. Then all of a sudden he can't do what he, what he used to do. Now he's not hitting righties and exit stage right. You're gone. But he didn't want to be done. But to find himself, and what a great moment it is that that happens in L.A. What a great thing with the speech before the game. If you missed that, check that on Twitter. It's, it give you goose pimples for days, if not weeks. But for Albert Pujols to go back to L.A. and to do that in a place where, as he said, I mean, he felt because they, they, they believed in him. They said, no, you're not done. Now, look, they didn't make him like the, you know, the cleanup hitter playing every day. We understand that. But they believed in him, and it meant something to him, and it rejuvenated him. And he kept on putting in the work. And how about the stories of Adam Wainwright and Albert Pools in the same franchise and the way that Waino, everybody thought, was done years ago with his terrific career? And he's still going, and by the way, at a higher level than Pools has been in terms of the, the, the role that he's played the last two, three years of this career for Waino. But for Pools to have that moment, I mean, 700 home runs. I posted today, if you, if you uh, check it out, tweet that Charlie Blackman had put out. He said, um, I got 207 homers. It took till I was 36. So I should hit 700 by 140. I mean, it's amazing to think about 700 home runs. Think about the amount of baseball players that have been great, the best in their town, the best in their city, the best in their state, the best in their conference and at college, got to the minor leagues, didn't get in. The best in the minor leagues, the best in AAA, couldn't cut into the big leagues. The best in the big leagues who had one good season, 
or had a five-year stretch, or the Mattingly's and the Keith Hernandez's and the Dale Murphy's, who whether you argue that they should be in or not, and are they Hall of Famers or not, the reason they're not, longevity wasn't enough for some of the voters, right? And those are greats in the game, just three that come to mind that are in that kind of, that, that bubble wrap, if you will, right outside looking in. Think about all of those. Of course, I got excited, knocked the mite over. I got so excited because I think I love sports too much that I knocked the mic over from just talking about Albert Pools. But think about how many have played this game at such a high level, at an unbelievably high level, and never gotten to that moment. How many people have had great seasons or even great careers or even Hall of Fame careers and then go look at their numbers and then compare the fact and how unbelievable it is that Albert Pujols did this and it's 700 home runs. Have a couple of guests on this this week. Have a lot more fun. I love your reaction. What's your take on Albert Pujols and what he accomplished? Get to me at Casey Stern. Hit me up uh, into uh, the comments of the YouTube channel. And, of course, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, you can uh, you know contact me any way that you want on social media and jump in and give uh, your thoughts on, on Albert. And congrats to him on just an unbelievable career. And what an accomplishment. 700, 700 homers at the big league level. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.